0: Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm Carl
1: Davis Jr. I'm the host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses Start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach us and find out what we do is to go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Today, my special, special guest is Mr. Tony Thurman. Now, this guy is a superintendent, the California superintendent of public instructions. For those of you who don't know what that is, you're like me. I don't know either, but I want to welcome this guy. Tony, welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. How are you doing today? Doing well, Carl. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing well. Tony, I said that almost in jest, but I know a lot of people are saying, what the heck does California Superintendent of Public Instructions, what do you do, Tony?
2: Yeah, it's a great question because of the title. You can't quite figure it out, but it just means the Superintendent of Schools uh, for our 10,000 schools in the state. And so I get the honor of every day working closely with our governor, our state legislature, to get money for our schools, uh, to get resources to support our students, um, to make sure that we're closing the opportunity gap, and quite frankly, to be preparing our students to be the workforce, uh, you know, of, of local businesses and Black businesses and businesses all throughout our state of California. So it's, it's a great job. Um, obviously, we're working hard right now to try and figure out how to get schools open during the pandemic. And I just have to give a shout out to all the small businesses and businesses that you represent, because we know these are Mm -hmm. tough times and what you all provide for us is so critical. Um, And so we're working hard to get students uh, to be entrepreneurs and to support (laughs) your businesses.
1: (laughs) I love that, Tony, man. You know, I could see easily why you were elected to that position, because your you're energy, man, you're like a champion of that. And, and I'm, I'm sure people are probably saying, you know, who is Tony Thurman, right? Where did you come from, Tony? Give us a little background of who you are and how you got to where you're at. Well, truth be told, life started for me in the Silicon Valley. Uh, my oh. family uh, came to San Jose, and I
2: spent my first uh, six years living in San Jose. Uh, my mom was a teacher there. Um, but, you know, my mom was real sick. My mom had cancer. Mm. He passed when I was six. Mm. My dad was a soldier who was off in Vietnam, who I never saw again until um, I found him on the Internet right before my 40th birthday. And so uh, we grew up in San Jose. I ended up in Philly after my mom passed away, being raised by a cousin who I never met until mm. I showed up on her doorstep. I guess I would say I am education because education mm. really made the difference for me. You know, we was on the food stamp program, free lunch mm. program. I ate so much government cheese. I thought USDA was a brand name. You know, it was tough to get through that box of government cheese, but I tell you, what, it was the best grilled cheese sandwich or quesadilla you've ever had. And uh, Public programs helped me and my family, and education opened doors for me to serve my community. I've been doing that uh, my whole life as a social worker, running nonprofit programs. And, uh, you know, I've been blessed to be able to serve Mm a council member, school board member, a state legislator, and now uh, as the state superintendent of our schools.
1: Man, Tony, you know, uh, for those of us who knew about the government cheese and (laughs) spam, you know, we you know, it is a I mean, for those who who look down the people who have to go through that. I mean, here's a Tony Thurman, here's a Carl Davis Jr. I was elected to the president's White House Conference on Small Business. I, we grew up saying education was like the equalizer. Yes, sir. If you got, Our parents were saying, you get educated, you get your degree, blah, 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 blah. They'll never be able to take that away from you. How do you feel about that when somebody says education is the equalizer?
2: It's it's like you're writing my life story, because everywhere I go, I say that education has been the great equalizer for me. and it's mm. really got a hold of me, mentors, people in my church group, they all got a hold of me, and they said, you know, we're sorry for the things that have happened to you and your family, but education will make your life better. And to be honest, Carl, I struggle because I share that message with a lot of young people, and mm-hmm. I don't always see that they also believe that their life could be better. They're they're just just struggling. They're trying to make it day to day. And I don't always see that sense of hope that you have to have to persevere and believe that if you just hang in there, get that education, you'll be able to get the things that you want, a home, a car, take care of your family and have a, a way to earn a living and care for yourself and your loved ones. And so we've got work to do, but I'm, you know, like you, I'm committed to continuing to work with our young folks to see how education is in fact the great equalizer for them, as mm. well, for me.
1: Man, Tony, you know, as you were saying that, Tony, you know, one of the things that shot in my mind, and, and I've done like you, I go out and I speak to kids, and you know, you're looking at their eyes, you're seeing if they really catch it, they believe it, right? And you know, Tony, this word I'm going to say distrust. Mm. I think the kids don't trust the system, the society that we're in. And, you know, all the stuff that's happened recently, you know, is kind of like taking that to the top. How do you sort of try to combat that when you're talking to youth and you want to motivate them and tell them, Hey, you know, you gotta do this. How do you do How do you handle that?
2: No, it's a real thing. You know, we grew up, you know, you know, believing in the system, believing in education, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, believing in voting, um, mm. A lot of young people tell me that they don't think it's meaningful. They don't think that it makes a difference. They think the system is rigged, um, mm. even believing in institutions that have meant so much to African-Americans and to all people like church. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're right. I don't see that belief that this will really make a difference. And and, and I, I think you have to stay. Um, stay, you know, with the message and continue working with young people, I think they test us to see, are we really about what we say Mm -hmm. we're about? And I think that young people are so good at sniffing out authenticity. Mm -hmm. If they think it's just a bunch of words, you've lost Mm -hmm. them. But if they say, you know, Carl is hanging with me, Mm -hmm. his brother keeps showing up, and, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got this message, he's consistent, he's not asking me for anything that's going to hurt me, over time, they Mm -hmm. believe. This is someone I can count on. And I really believe that our young people who are struggling, they want to do better. But if Mm. they don't have supports in their life, who can tell them, hey, if you just hang in there, that things will be better. You know, we live in a time where everything is instant. And so... You know, the idea that you can build something, but you need to have patience and build it over time sometimes doesn't resonate. And I know you, you know, your community is, is entrepreneurs and who started a business. They know you don't, you don't build your business overnight. Mm -hmm. And and so many of our young people are just in a place where it is hard for them to see that they can trust the message. But if we hang with them, then they see there's authenticity. This person is for real, really going to help me. And I think that's when really great things can happen. Uh, uh, by having great mentors and caring adults in their life. And uh, quite frankly, a role that many of the folks in the in the black chamber and businesses and the business community can play. If nothing else, sharing their stories mm-hmm. about their career and how they launched their businesses. Um, young people, you know, we talk about, we call it entrepreneurship. Young people call it hustling you do not have to hustle anybody. Right. It just means that, you know, we have to break it down and say, hey, you can build a business plan and find an, a, a market of folks. I think our young people are naturally entrepreneurial. They just need that coaching and that guidance um to help them find their way.
1: Man, Dan, man, man. that is so good. And I, I was saying, Dan, because I was just thinking, I was talking to Dan earlier, and, and I wanted to. Um, I wanted to give you an opportunity, Tony, to talk a little bit about what you want to get done during your term. And, and I want to ask a, a question because people don't know this. How long is your term? You got elected for how many years?
2: I've been elected for a total of four years. And so that means it's almost time for me to run for reelection. But, you know, the le- there are a couple of legacies that I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, We have a thing in this country that we call the achievement gap. I I call it the opportunity gap because I believe that our children can achieve. But it essentially says that the experience of African-American and Latino youth and low-income youth is often different than their white peers. Um, And so I want to close those learning gaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to increase funding for our schools so that we have resources so our kids can learn a second language. And if we need to have health care and other resources in our schools, we have them. I want to close the digital divide once Mm. and for all. You know, we still have a million students in this state who do not have access to high-speed internet. Some Mm. thousands of students, many of them African-American, do not have access to a computer. I think Mm. in a state with our resources and our technological knowledge, it is a shame that we allow our students to be without uh, digital tools. And so one of my goals is to close the digital divide once and for all. And one of the things that I've done is I've launched what we call an innovation challenge. We mm. are offering a million dollar cash prize to someone who can help us solve the digital divide, who can help us come up with another way to make sure that young people all across the state get access to the internet. Because literally we are missing and lacking the infrastructure to provide internet to many of our students. And, and, and so it could be satellite. It could be a new way of delivering these technologies. But I know out there there's someone, there's a, an innovator, an entrepreneur, a researcher, someone who has an idea that's going to allow us to close the broadband gap and close the digital divide. And so we've created this innovation challenge, uh, again, because one of my priorities is closing that digital divide once and for all.
1: Man, Tony, that is so powerful. Hey, we're going to leave it right there because we're going to take just a short break, okay? And we'll be right back. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
0: Bay Area residents, we need your help. The coronavirus has affected everyone, and that includes Silicon Valley.
2: Nonprofits that help small businesses like our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce are in dire need of support. Your support helps us support and assist small businesses with workshop webinars and even one-on-one technical training for free. Please give, whether it's your time, your volunteer expertise, or donations. Go to blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com
0: and see how we help Bay Area communities.
3: For over 25 years, the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and its Center for Entrepreneurial Development have been leaders in providing education and entrepreneurship training to small businesses in Silicon Valley, especially African-American-owned businesses their programs services and initiatives are designed to help and support those wanting to get into business and to turbocharge those already in business for super success in addition Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce offers mixers webinars and training workshops to help start finance and grow your business all with the help of the Chamber's certified small business development centers consultants for free that's right sign up for one-on-one help from a certified small business development expert advisor for free call the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and see how they can help you start, finance, grow, and even exit your business, all for more profit. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
0: Welcome
1: back to Silicon Valley Business Connection. My guest today is Mr. Tony Thurman, California Superintendent of Public Instructions. Man, Tony's been laying down some heavy stuff on us. Anybody, oh, Tony, how could someone reach you in your office? Because everything you're saying is so important. I'm sure when people hear this or when they want to go back and hear the podcast, they may want to reach you or get in touch with your office. How can people do that?
2: You know, if anyone's interested in our innovation challenge to close the digital divide, we want to hear from you. You can always send me a quick email at innovationchallenge at cde. That will also take you to the California Department of Education website where you can see the various programs that we have. Um, and if those don't work, get at me directly at Tony at TonyThurman.com. We'll make it easy for you. We want to hear from you. Um, but we, we know someone out there has a great idea on closing the digital divide, and we hope that they'll get to us. Get at us at Challenge at CDE.ca.gov
1: yeah i'm definitely gonna put my name in there to get a million dollars i think i got an idea tony anyway (laughs) i want to encourage everyone i mean no crazy idea would be left off the table because you never know you submit your idea tony takes it puts it with another idea or two maybe you don't get a million maybe you get half a million but you could get something
2: there could be multiple winners and You know, people always say things to me like, can I ask you, they say this, can I ask you a dumb question? I tell them there are no dumb questions. Right. Every question should be asked. And as you said, every idea should be heard. You know, we never know. All right. And sometimes you got to take a risk with an idea to get to the innovation. So we want to hear from everybody. And yes, there can be, there can be multiple winners. So (laughs) we look for your idea, Carl, and and, and every one of your listeners chooses to submit something.
1: Well, I want to encourage everybody, you know, Tony and I were talking earlier about this you know, uh, equalizer being education and, uh, you know, how young people don't hear our message and, and don't necessarily believe in the system. And we talk about things like inequality. We talk about things about diversity. You hear all these terms being put out there, right? You know, Tony, how do you, you know, even in your own office, how do you handle things like unbiased consciousness and things like that? Because these are like workplace issues, regardless of where somebody works at.
2: Now, we just have to acknowledge that everyone has bias and every sector has bias. And so I've led a campaign this year to provide more implicit bias training to mm. educators. And this is just important. If you look at even our youngest children who are in preschool, many of them, African-American students who have been suspended. I don't know what you have to do to get suspended or expelled from preschool. but mm, Preschool. Preschool. Babies. The research has proven that it is implicit bias that ultimately, it's unconscious, ultimately affects so many of these students. And so we're providing training right now to many school districts to counter implicit bias. We've provided grants to school districts to do training and professional development. We call it education to end hate because we've seen so many acts of hate. You know, sadly, since the killing of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, people, white supremacists, storming the nation's capital in what should have been a peaceful Uh, Transfer of government. And so we know that these groups that are promoting hate, we cannot allow them to take hold and have impact on our young people. So we provide these grants uh, to do training. We call it education to counter hate. We even provide grants to school districts. We call them equity grants because we Mm. really want to make sure we are closing these gaps so that everyone's getting equity in the opportunities that education uh, can provide to them.
1: Man, man, you know, uh, but you were, you, but you brought up something that made me realize. I was thinking the other day that we're a multicultural democracy, and the sooner everyone sort of accepts that, the sooner we can start looking at each other and calling each other Americans versus, you know, what we have to do. I'm African American. You're Italian American. You're, you know, we're Americans, right? Uh, this multicultural democracy um, education to in hate that is so i mean that 's powerful what you 're talking about doing how do you How do you get something like that out to people and and, and is that important from your area or or are you restricted tony, that you say hey there 's a curriculum that 's got to be taught in public schools. And that really is my domain. I can't really go outside of that. I may try, you know, or you feel like you're restricted and you have to stay in a certain sort of uh, area in education?
2: I think people always tell me I should stay in my lane, but I, I, <laughs> I just say, look, I have a responsibility. I have been elected by 5 million people in this state. I am one of few African-American constitutional officers elected in the state. And I feel a responsibility to help. And so, uh, obviously education is my first priority, but we branch out when we talk about implicit bias and training and changing perceptions. I often will reach out to mayors and to members of the legislature, to the governor. I go outside traditional lanes of education where I think I can make a difference. Uh, you know, bringing it back to education though, we, we believe that the only way we're going to make it is if we work together. That's how we get through the pandemic. That's how we become, a, a you know, a more perfect union mm. if we start working together. And so we're providing school districts with a guide that they can use to shape their curriculum, to talk about a lot of things like ethnic studies. And when we talk about ethnic studies, all we're doing is saying, you have a chance to uplift students of color by showing them the contributions of their ancestors. Mm. And at the same time, it is going to show and highlight things that all Californians can be proud of regardless of their background. So obviously mm-hmm. the ethnic studies focus is on African American studies and native American studies, Asian American, Pacific Islander studies, um, and, and, and Latino, um, uh, contributions. Uh, and, but we believe that ethnic studies is for everyone. Cause at
0: the, mm-hmm.
3: end, of the,
2: day, at the end of the day, as you pointed out, the mm-hmm. only way we think we're all going to make it is if we are working together, yes. um, you know, getting past differences, of getting past biases. And and at the end of the day, we all want many of the same things to be able to earn a living, care for our families, have good Mm -hmm. health care and be able to contribute and live in these communities. And so um, we're looking to build bridges. Uh, Obviously, we want to close the disproportionalities that impact African-Americans and other groups. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we also want to build bridges to work with everyone. Um, mm-hmm. across all the communities in, in our great state.
1: Man, I see that happening under your leadership. Now, you say you're going to run for a re-election. Are you going to run again?
2: I am. If the people will have me again, <laughs> I, you know, I'm up <laughs> for of re-election in 2022. Um, people can visit my website at TonyThurman.com. Uh, it has been such a special honor to serve, you know, in California as an elected official for More than 12 years, man, no one in my family ever ran for any office, let alone Mm. any office. Uh, For me, you know, as a descendant of slaves and and immigrants from places like Panama, in Jamaica, in Detroit, Michigan, it is such an (laughs) honor to be uh, in a position to represent the great people of the great state of California. And I hope that they'll uh, continue to have me
1: back. Well, I'll tell you, Tony. You're uh, you're getting a lot of uh, votes today. When people hear you and they hear your heart, they hear your genuine, and, and in your voice, they can just hear you know. Here's somebody that deeply cares about our kids. Uh, many times, you know that that's who we want. You know, you're obviously good enough. You know, you, you, I, I had the same thing when I I was one of those affirmative action hires at IBM in 1979, right? And and people get mad at stuff like that today, but look at what that's done. It's opened up doors for me to do other things. You have to give people an opportunity to excel. And that's what I know you preach and teach. So you're running again in 2020. Tell us in the last couple of minutes, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with? Because, you know, mothers and fathers listen to this, young entrepreneurs. Is there any message you want to leave them with, Tony?
2: I just want to encourage everyone. I know that these are tough times. We're trying to survive the pandemic right now. Just want to encourage everybody to continue to wear a a face mask and do social distancing. Mm -hmm. Our schools are on the verge of opening. Maybe right now at this time, there's about 79% of them that are in distance learning, but we expect that our schools are going to open. More vaccines are being provided for our educators. Um, We want everyone to just take advantage of the vaccine to be safe, Um, you know, just Continue to invest in the time to make education happen. A lot of young people tell me, well, Tony, it's not real school if I have to do it on a computer. And we Mm -hmm. tell them, this is the best we have right now. Mm
0: -hmm. Until
2: we can get you back in person, you know, please turn on your computer, show up, be ready. Mm Attendance matters. And I want young people to know that they matter to all of Mm -hmm. us. We're proud of them. We know this is hard. But we will get through this. This is the toughest challenge That most of us will experience in our lifetime, but Mm -hmm. together we'll stronger and we'll do more together and we will get through this together. Thanks for having me on and I hope that we can continue um, to do things together and thank you for spreading the word for people in California about what we're doing to support our 6 million students in the state.
1: Oh, thank you, Tony, man. This has been a wonderful show. You you talked about distance learning. I'm going to throw a plug in for my friend Jim Hollis at Calculus Roundtable. He's the distance learning expert, and he was one of the key drivers when we did our Bay Area Black Youth tech Well, we're out of time right now, but I want to thank my guest, Tony Thurman. He's fantastic. You can hear this show again via podcast from our website at blackchamber.com. Just go there, click on Radio Show, click on Podcast. Uh, But until we meet again, remember, whether it's education, health, even politics and sports, it's all about business. So stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
0: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis, Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.
3: For over 25 years, the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and its Center for Entrepreneurial Development have been leaders in providing education and entrepreneurship training to small businesses in Silicon Valley, especially African-American-owned businesses. Their programs, services, and initiatives are designed to help and support those wanting to get into business and to turbocharge those already in business for super success. In addition, Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce offers mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chambers Certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified small business development expert advisor for free. Call the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and see how they can help you start, finance, grow, and even exit your business, all for more profit. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com.